The following contains adult subject matter and language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Ah. In other words, there's going to be a lot of fucking cussing. Yes, there will be. Ah, Rose knows. And Lester sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> that shit hit different. Bro take a long time, man. I hate these artistic dudes. He's coming. Yeah, what's wrong? Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know they mad. They can't stop. Number one sound. Yeah, I can hear Black on. Even the number one movie was a mixed record. Nigga, the whole movie. Nigga, just the the soundtrack. I told y'all to be in the movie. I told y'all I'm going to show y'all how to be in This is the Kind of Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode. Episode 128. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. Just did that twice. Uh, Rowe is famous on Twitter and Instagram. Arrow Films, my official website. What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I don't know, man. Look. Shout out to shout outs. I'm going to get right into where I want to. Look, I'm going to say this. I don't know how long this episode going to be. Solo episode this time. Shout out to everybody who checked this out live on uh, Facebook with uh, Carla. We uh, drank some of these uh, uh, On The Rocks premium cocktails. Why do I hear myself like this? I hear myself at a little echo. Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Tried them on the rocks. Premium premium cocktails as we went into a uh, whole just discussion of everything. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't drink like that. So that was the first time of me trying as much alcohol that's out there as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never had no margarita. I ain't never had whatever not, uh, uh Creek is. I think that's a whiskey or bourbon. Um, I've never had vodka. Y'all, if you watch, you watch me try all this for the first time. And uh, I'm going to tell you like this. I had trouble sleeping that night. I had trouble sleeping. I had a fucking headache like nobody's business. Seriously. I don't know how y'all do it. Like the fact that that, I mean, and my homie said, well, you're not really supposed to be cocktailing like that. Like you try five, six drinks, shot it, basically. And you tried to have a show. Some of the comments was like, yo, this is uh this is uh uncomfortable seeing you like this. <laughs> Niggas act like I was dying. I felt cool though. Like I, I could tell in the moment, I would tell you this, there were moments, like in real time, there were moments where I was like, I know what I wanted to say in my head, but it just would not come out. It just wouldn't come out. Um, shout out to everybody um, who enjoy listening to me and Carla go back and forth, who likes that chemistry. Uh, yeah, it's dope. I mean, I pretty much know every time that she comes on, it's going to be pretty much a good episode. Like, I can have, I have topics to keep it going, but we don't really leave and need topics. You know what I'm saying? So, um, hey, if y'all wanted to come back, just you got hit up. Uh, I hit her up from you know what I mean like we quarantine ain't shit to do right now so uh, excuse me sorry sorry to have um let's see what else what else what else what else it's uh so coming late 
you know, it's a Monday. I'm going to put this out as soon as I'm done. So I don't know how long this episode going to be trying to knock this out. Uh, just cause I don't like them. I don't want to miss two weeks in a row. Part of it is ain't shit to do. Ain't shit to talk about. Now I will say this last week was miss. Uh, hold on. Shit. Oh, my bad. I'm gonna edit that. I don't know why I got the snivels. Um, last week. My short film came out, Stay Home. I told you it was coming out real soon. Stay Home came out. You go watch it right now. Arrowfilms.com slash stay now. I mean, stay home film. A-R-O-W-E films.com slash stay home film. Or uh, I know I shared it on the Kind of Famous page, but you can find it. It's easy to find. YouTube numbers been crazy, um, which is generally hard. Look. I don't even know how to talk about it. I'm very humbled by the response that it has received. It was my first narrative short film. If you don't know what that means, that pretty much means like it had a script. Um, The reason I have to make that distinction is because I've made, it's not my first film. Um, It's not my first short. It's, it's, I've done documentary. I've done story-based documentary. I've done story-lined out, rough outline. Um, uh, other things for other people, but this is my f- my Arrow Films' first official narrative short film, a film that has a script, a plot, and all that kind of thing. So I'm making that distinction because, uh, obviously I got like ten, twelve projects uh, of my own or whatever, and then I have, you know, from the ground up. I got web series. I got so many different things, but this is the one that was script based, and. Excuse me. The response from it has been phenomenal. Like I couldn't have expected it. I'm used to all my stuff kind of having a slow build. I'm used to things kind of slowly getting to where it needs to go, like out the gate. If, and and if this is still my slow build process, this is about to be phenomenal. Um, but it uh, um, like right out the gate, people were digging it. Um, you know, a lot of the people felt. Like it was chilling, it was intense. Uh, I mean, all the way up to like celebrities, yo, like real top tier celebrities and people in the industry have seen it and been like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is really good. Um, I had friends hit me up telling me they expected it to be bad because they just like they feel like short and indie films are always trying to be over people's heads and stuff like that. And um, I think a lot of, I, I don't know, like, and that's cool to me too. Like, I like that people underestimate, underestimated me. Now, granted, I mean, I did this whole thing myself. I shot it myself. I learned makeup, which was difficult as hell. Um, I went through a lot of stress trying to make it. You know, a lot of y'all fellas know the barbershops and things like that are closed. So I purposely didn't have a haircut because I needed to show the progression. And what it is, it's a story about, uh, and I edited it and I did the scoring and there's a lot of other complicated, real technical stuff that I did as well. And, uh, now we're promoting it. So that's what last week was about. Last week I was, I was so locked into like making sure this was right. I mean, I, I was still working on this up. So it came out Tuesday. I was still working on this all the way up to like Sunday night, Monday morning. The reason why that's significant is because rendering saving so you can watch it on like platforms could take like 12 or so hours so to be committed to coming out tuesday 
and finishing a project uh, all the way up to the last minute and then to get the response like and what's crazy is the thing that i spent that extra time on was the thing that's getting the response so it's like if i would have just been like you know what i ain't gonna mess with it who knows like it may have not had the same impact so i'm appreciative of, like everyone who's watched it uh everyone who will watch it and people who shared it and still telling people about it and even so i am appreciative of the people who are finding my little easter eggs like Everything in it is very, very intentional. Like, very intentional. And so, like, the fact that people's like, man, I like how you did XYZ or how you did XYZ is like, damn, man, I didn't think people would catch that and they're catching it because every little thing is intentional. Um, you know, shout out to On the Rocks Premium Cocktails uh, for their contribution. My guy, Mike Malawanche, we went to school together, so it was like, uh, easy alley for him and then uh living our ridiculous dreams uh lords is life came through and you i wear a band in there like on a rubber band um and i could i'll give you this what you see with that rubber band in those moments are very intentional so if you see your word that word actually means something in the moment you know what i'm saying so um my homegirl Tilioso, who came with the um theme song called United from her album Sagacy Sad City, uh S A G C I T Y. You can find it on uh wherever you stream music. She came through on that. Uh, you know, even her producer, Bud Beats, who gave me the uh um track down so I can make the trailer the way I want it, to use the sound the way I want it. So it's like Man, it, it was a whole blessing, honestly, that it came together. I spent a lot. Of, I spent about a month. It was about a month. And not that I was shooting it for a month. It was like because I knew what the progression needed to be, I spent that time learning in between shooting. So it was things I wanted to do and things I needed to execute. I even went back and re. There's some. There's a lot of things I went back and redid. I don't want to talk about it because uh, I want you to see it. And then that stuff makes sense after the fact um yeah man and like i said some of the feedback and how it's gotten to certain celebrities certain celebrities been dope really dope actually um this one ain't even i mean i wanna it's a celebrity of me it i'll tell this one thing that's important to me so with um stay home let me talk stay home is um a, a film shot in total isolation one character me um carla did the voice um that you will hear and it's about you know a man's isolation during the time of a pandemic and how isolation can be a killer uh it's a thriller and man all the parts and pieces that came together made it happen was dope and you know i mean i spent all the i spent most of the time on it but um it was dope i kept it under wraps for real like i didn't tell too many people about what's going on and everyone i did tell it was like look man I think I got something for real. And so the fact that I was able to, like, I loved it. Um, and when it came out, uh, the reception was dope. And it's still dope. But one dope thing that I'll talk about, because I don't want to reveal all, like, the the good information. I want to save it because I'm on the road to 100,000 views of this. But Creep Show, Tales from the Crypt, were like two uh, Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock, four 
of the shows I watched as a kid all the time. I loved it. If it was on, I was going to watch it. What's dope right now is um, the producer of Creep Show, the reboot on AMC, hit me up and was like, this is really good. Very intense. And you know, when he when he hit me, I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. Like, okay. So I looked him, and what I've been doing is kind of looking up people who do hit me up, whom I feel like shouldn't be able, wouldn't know me or anything or know my stuff. And I look him up. And not only is he the producer of the reboot of Creep Show, he's the producer of final destination i know you know what that is he's the producer of mission impossible 3 i know you know what that is that's tom cruise he is producer on um chernobyl diaries uh you may not know what that is uh friday the 13th remake the recent remake he was the producer on so like we're talking like big deals producer you know what i'm saying real low-key and that's what i like about executives like no one really knows who these people are so they get to have a freer life. And so for them, him to hit me up directly and say, like, yo, this is good. Excuse me. Uh, this is really intense. It's like, man, hey, I need that for real. Like and for him to be a producer of like, I have been anticipating the re-release and reboot of Creepshow. So like, that's dope for me, even though no one I say the name, no one's going to know who that is for real. Because it's not like a big celebrity name, but knowing that like this is a a per, a showrunner basically, you know, so my shit. So that's dope. So I'm on this mission for 100k likes. I mean, I like 100k views, organic, and uh, I need Monkey Paw Productions to watch it. That is like a company I really want to make pro- content for. Like, I think we think on this. Like seeing what they have put out. We think on that same wave and I 100K plus monkey Power productions. That's my journey. That's my goal. We're going to figure a way out what that means. I have a contest. I have a contest coming up. Excuse me. I have a contest coming up um, for stay home. I'm going to give away a lot of merch, a lot of perks, stuff like that. And uh, this is all for the goal to 100K run to 100K. So if you listen to this, I need you to go watch it, share it arrowfilms.com slash stay home film or just go to any of the like you can go to the show pages and things like that it's all there the hell things are coming apart now why I'm sniffling I know why I'm sniffling I made that up my pops birthday is today April 20th 420 for you smokers y'all connect to that Uh, birthday is today as my Loyal fans know my my pops died last year. And for new fans, my pops died last year in the fall, late, late summer, early fall. And so what makes this kind of dope? Nah, not dope. Not dope. Not dope. What makes it emotional is I put out this dope project that he won't see. It's crazy. He's seen pretty much everything I made. 
know what I'm saying? Like he's seen everything I made. And the one that takes off. That's really like crazy right now for me. Uh, you won't get to see. Which makes that kind of, uh, you know, depressing in a way. But we keep the spirits high. Uh, I just got a text from somebody talking about the film. So, um, and and it 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 took a knee. I took a knee before recording this because I didn't think I didn't think it would be. I honestly I didn't think it would get to me like that, for real. But um, it did, and it was what it was. So, like, I'm just working just working so point today is to be distracted uh, that's why i think it may be a short show tonight i will be man i got media media is coming up for this so um i'm gambling that like most of the media won't listen to my podcast i'm gonna gamble on that so this is what i said that would for me that if i ever do media um for any of my stuff I'm going black first. Like I'm gonna try to make sure I sit in front of sit in front of and talk to a black face first. You know what I'm saying? Like why that's important? It's not that important, but it is important. Cause um a lot of my stuff, like people don't see it, but my fingerprint on a lot of the things that I make is from a place of being black. And even if the black person may not even be you know, suited or um, wise on some of the things that I'm trying to do and how I'm making the black narrative correlate with my work. Even if you see a white face or see white faces, um, I just want that to be the first because I'm able to kind of be me. I want to start. I want to start my run being me speaking my language speaking my culture and um at any chance possible i want to make sure i'm talking to a black face um because there is a different connection and a different vibe and a different way that we use language a different way that we um use colloquialisms to each other um that may not resonate there's things that happen, you know, on, on film, you know what I'm saying? Like just anything, not, not in the creative space that even, um, even the smallest things are so big. Like I remember what was double by get out and us as well is like the mesh that I could see. Like these are jokes that white people probably not understanding because more often than not in film, in entertainment where we 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 make a cultural acknowledgement and then we explain it and what jordan peele didn't do in his both his films he didn't do that he didn't explain what this mean what this moment is these reaction these natural inclinations that a black person would have in these moments he didn't explain it they just happened so you could sit in these theaters and you could see a room divided you could see the chuckles from the initiated and the black people and the uninitiated would be quiet they didn't get it 
And so that's a sort of thing that I, I naturally done. Um, it, it, with stay homes, uh, I don't think I, pl- I, I didn't play into the cultural matter as much as the cultural conversation. So it could be easily uh, missed or not. There's real subtle. But in some of my other projects, I've definitely done it. Um, Trim and Fade being one of them. Uh, um, uh, so that's why, for me, you know, ha- having that space and that narrative that even if they don't get it, if I bring it up, they get it. Versus me doing it on the other side and they may not get it even if I bring it up. So you find yourself kind of having this real awkward dance. Um, and I remember doing that for print media before. And I said, that'll never happen again. Because you get comfortable and I want to be able to be me. So if I can have the ability to have a person of color, then I'm going to go for it. And then if I don't, cool. But I would like to just have both versions if possible if I'm having media out there. With that said, um, we nah, I can't say shit. Never mind. When they come out, you will know. We'll say that. Uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. What else, man? Ain't a lot happened because shit. We been COVID up, man. Uh, the Michael Jordan documentary came out. I haven't watched that quite yet. Uh, but I see the LeBron stands caping heavy. Nah, you know what I talk about? Um, the goddamn. If you've seen it, you know. If you know, you know. That damn baby face Teddy Riley. <laughs> the baby face Teddy Riley fiasco, man. I was trying to watch that old shit. And uh Man, I could look. It, hold on. Ha <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm getting feedback in real time. Some people just watch uh, Stay Home, so you should too. Um, but yeah, it was a fucking, it was a mess. Now, actually, it was cool. I, you know, things happen. So you expect things going to get figured out. Maybe it's the Wi-Fi, maybe it's the, I, 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 this whole thing. And <laughs> baby, not baby face. But uh, Teddy Riley had a problem with his audio. It was echoing. They was doing a catalog about it. They've been doing a lot about. Look, you've been quarantined. You're a fan of the show. You know what's happening on Instagram. So they've been doing the battle. Shout out to Tory Lanez and Quarantine Radio. Quarantine, quarantine. Like, that's been my shit. But, and he needs to go and come back with another one. Um, What was I saying? Okay, so it was messing up for Teddy Riley. All right. Babyface, he chilling. To paint the picture, Babyface in a regular ass studio, probably his home studio. He got a earbud, a wired earbud in, mind you, a wired earbud, a uh, uh, iPad, and his phone. Teddy Riley, on the other hand, had a hype man, sound stage, whole uh, stand up mic like he was at the Apollo, had about 10 laptops in that bitch, uh, his manager. His agent, his secretary, a DJ, and three other niggas. And nobody in that room could tell him his audio was fucking up. Even when he thought the audio was fine and someone told him, yeah, you know, we good, we good. It was still fucked up. It's like, what type of time are you niggas on in this room? And so they go anyway. It's cool. 
uh, Teddy got a little mashup he trying to clown him with. Babyface hit him with, uh, I think it was giving you the best that I, nah, nah, I ain't giving you the best I got. That was fucking some other shit. But he played something. He played a Babyface joint. Then he gave us Bobby Brown back to back. He in his place chilling. The sound is terrible. Somebody in that room finally tell Teddy the sound is fucked up. They finally tell him the sound is fucked up. Speaking of, I need to send this to somebody. And and uh, by the time by the time someone got the got the note to him, uh, Babyface, everybody was mad for one. Babyface already, he like, man, what's going? On? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at Babyface, he look annoyed, but he like, come on, big fella, just play the music. So then they finally get it, think they get it figured out, and it was like, should we start from the top? Babyface like, nah, we don't start. Like, let's start. Let's go with new songs. Nah, old ass Teddy Riley start from the top because he was ready to perform. He's ready to show out. Then he finally get it going. Then the sound all muffled and fucked up still. He couldn't get it right. Couldn't nobody in the room get it right. Babyface, he just sitting there chilling. I think he got up, took a nap. Came back. They still fucking around. Teddy gonna go, where you going? Like, nigga, he waiting for y'all. He got his shit together. Right. Then you realize that he was dealing with a bunch of old niggas. Motherfucker come on the thing. He go, uh, y'all come back to the station in about 30 minutes, man. We're going to get it figured out. First of all, nigga, this is Instagram. This is no station, old man, sir. Man, it was just, it was the completest of clusterfucks ever of all of these. Of all the fucking, I don't know why. Then we flip over to Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh got a whole goddamn party going on. I enjoyed my whole time at Manny's. Babyface and uh Teddy. Babyface was cool. Babyface sounded like he was in the, he sounded like he was at the radio state. Like he sounded so crisp and crispy. We was enjoying them face records. Them Riley records. That shit was terrible, man. Complete utter nonsense. That shit was. And uh hold on man, got send this another message. Um and yeah, man, so it it was it was it was uh they say they're gonna do it again, but I don't know, man. Teddy should have just uh oh that <laughs> That nigga babyface threw some shade at Teddy Way too, man. He go, uh, he say, he say, hey, uh, hey, Teddy go, hey, uh, Kenny, can you, uh, they say that you gotta do this. He say, man, I ain't got none. He say, sound better. So whatever you did on your side, uh, hey, that's good. He was like, I ain't did nothing. I'm sitting here. It's just me by myself, being safe, social distancing. <laughs> I promise this nigga Teddy had a group of Teddy boy people, man. They should have got a police on the nigga, man. I know he in L.A. probably. Babyface by himself, man, throwing that shade. That shit was crazy. 
It was terrible as hell, man. I don't know if I'm going to go. Nah, I got to go back to the next one, man. It's Teddy Riley and uh, Babyface. I think Babyface going to smoke him. My personal opinion. Uh, Let's see. Michael Jordan died, came out. LeBron fans really trying to kill him. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to work, man. That's MJ all day. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. Um, I actually posted a thing on my social, and I think I'm gonna get out of here after this. Uh, go watch Stay Home. Go watch the live, man. The live with me and Carla honestly was a lot of fun. Go watch that shit. Um, but I posted a thing on my uh Facebook. Uh, someone posted, and I just not my Facebook, but my um Instagram. Rose famous. Ah, someone posted this. My battery died in my car. I called my big brother. He came. He came to where I was. And my brother said, "Every nigga number in your phone, delete it." I'm serious. And she goes, "Okay." So I sent this topic out because I wanted to know how people was thinking on this man. Because I felt like, and a lot of women, and some lame ass dudes, is gonna big up that right. And and there may be some truth to that. But I'll read out some of these comments, man. People send me. Let's see. Where she go? No, I don't want to read that one. Uh, Because it was two of them that I thought was interesting. Uh, Jessica goes, women require so little of men these days. If he's not a provider, protector, swerve. Uh, who else? Someone else said, what was the first one? This is why I have triple A. I called him before any man. Uh, someone else says, uh, who did she call first? Uh, someone else says, let me see, let me see. Uh, she probably didn't trust the dudes or isn't that serious? Uh, things like this. This is where I stand. First of all, most women, most people, most men call family first. If you believe in your family, typically you call them first. You don't call no dude first. You don't call no woman first. Just, if you can't figure it out, you call your family first. It's almost like it's a statement. Family first, right? So bro mad that he had, she, he had to come out. Right, delete every nigga in your phone. Now here's the other part about it. every nigga in your phone, man. Every nigga, every dude. Why you got so many dudes in your phone, ma'am? Huh? Can't hear you. Why you got so many men in your phone? Right. To me, sound like a woman who has swerved a lot of dudes and not comfortable hitting up any of these dudes because they feel like then. It's a favor. They gonna have she gonna have to pay them. This in turn becomes a problem with dating culture. Period. This is dating culture. No one is really giving people chances anymore, be it man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Like women, women have man. It's gonna sound like shit. They have this entitlement, right? And when I say that, I don't mean that in 
the traditional term entitlement entitlement meaning like dudes have to meet these criteria first which is cool but it's aimed against what exactly because if you're not initiating dudes into your space so that they can prove beyond like the amount of women who's like i just want friends right i just want friends i want friends i want friends you know what I'm saying? Look for no dude. Um, the amount of women who like friend zone was cool like way back when. That's not really as cool anymore to friend zone. Because it's too many options for everybody. And a lot of friend zoning is coming from the multitude of options out there. And so you'll have a woman who may be friend zoning her perfect mate but because she is still kind of examining the, the space she finds herself in a positions where she's friend zoning and now she's in a bind and can't really call anyone because she knows it's possible that any degree of escalation could mean that this guy may think that He's special. He's this. He's that. Consequently, now you have a woman with a phone full of numbers who she can't contact for her desperate time of need. And like, it is a causation situation. You know what I'm saying? Like a dude, most dudes is going to probably show up. Unless he into some shit. And you can't fault him to be in some shit. That's your emergency. If y'all together, maybe there needs to be some um, um, discourse. Discord or some shit like that with each other. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he he definitely has, should be trying to get to you as quick as possible. But if y'all not together, none of them niggas owe you shit. Can he call you if he needs something? Two-way streets. Two-way streets. Um, you know, I've I've long, I've long, and I said this on several episodes. No relationship is in danger ever unless the woman is ha- unhappy. A dude can be unhappy all week, all year, but it's never in danger of being over. As soon as a woman is unhappy, the relationship is always in danger. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. That's uneven. So when women create these standards, and, and I've told I told a woman this before. I told a woman this before. I'm goddamn proud of it too. Uh woman, she was like, um, I don't like this and I don't like that. I said, You don't so? <laughs> what that mean? I said, You don't know what you like, I know what you like. You know, I know what you like. You have never decided what you like on your own. You've only ever known what you like through a, a through a man. You don't know that you like your hair pulled, being choked, um, talked to a certain way without a man first displaying that to you. Stop me when I'm wrong. Ain't nobody here to stop me. Can't be wrong. 
But there's no way for you to have known what you like or dislike without a man. There's certain things that you could say that you don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like being pissed on or shit on, something like that. Like, you could say that possibly because you already are familiar with, like, what these things do and what they mean. But how do you know you don't like being aggressively talked to until you are aggressively talked to? So telling me what you want and don't want and like and don't like don't really mean very much. A lot of men put a lot of stake into that. Only time a man should put stake into that is if he don't want to deal with it. Oh, shit, I didn't do this because I, hell, you said this. And I thank you. I, I, I. But she could not like something but love when you do it. Let me say that again. She could not like something but like when you do it. So why would you put that much investment into a woman saying, or your partner saying, I like this, I like that, I don't like this, I don't like that. Uh, uh, uh. It means something, but it means nothing at the same time. Because you could come up and do that exact thing that she says she doesn't like. And she loves that shit when you do it. That's all that matters. But she can never know that until it's done. Now, you don't disrespect someone's space. You don't disrespect their body. You don't, dis- you don't disrespect them. You know what I'm saying? But you could poach some things by trying some things. And it may just be not that she liked it, but she liked it when you do it. So, this situation of her having all these dudes in her phone is because she hasn't built nothing with anybody that she can rely on. Women be prideful about shit. They don't want to ask for this, that. That ain't my concern. That's on you. If you can't ask for assistance, that's on you. This really leads back to this same scenario because... Because um, the pride could have made her not ask for any help. And she called family. Big bro mad because he was probably doing some shit and feel like, why don't you call one of them niggas to help you? But she can't. Because at the end of the day, bro don't know shit. She know the truth. She know the truth. She know how she treating them niggas. She all how them niggas feel. She got niggas in her phone. She know what the deal is. And he should know better because big bro, unless he married or something, been through that same shit with some woman. I, I, I was like, so I was nothing on that. I wanted to see the comments because I wanted to see if it stay consistent. I wanted to see if it stay consistent. You know what I'm saying? And 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 yeah, there, there was women, you know, calling Niggas ain't shit, this, that, and third. But hey, you gotta, you gotta be responsible and accountable, cause you can't put you put all your candy out there, right? Niggas getting the candy jar, and then you say you don't want nothing to do with that, you don't want this, you don't want that, and that's cool. They respect that, but then you can't also do that and then need 
um, feel like a man is at that point entitled to help you because the nigga that's supposed to help you is the nigga that you with and the niggas that you depend on may be a really good friend something like that but if you can't call a really good friend someone that you call a friend you can't call a nigga a nigga that you sleeping with dating going out with you can't call any of them people to help you the problem probably not is them the problem is you because strangers are not entitled to help someone that they don't, they don't that they don't know the problem has to be you. That's like me sitting up saying, man, I can't get no women. I can't get no chick to come fuck with me. I can't get a chick to come show up. I can't get a chick to go uh, out on a date. At no point would no one blame the women. You'll blame me. Well, what are you doing? Well, I want it. So the moment that a woman has issue we getting assistance from a man for a problem. You blame the man that she's not dating. You blame the man that she's been swerving. You blame the man that won't call back, won't answer the phone, won't do all these things. You blaming us. We are the options. If she had cultivated relationships, cultivated friendships, in a healthy manner, she could possibly put that pride aside and say, hey, man, I really need you right now. I, I, I do show up. No different than a dude. If a dude want a good time, if any dude want to have a plutonic date, if they don't have one female that will go on a plutonic date, because women like to eat free, <laughs> but if they don't have one, the problem ain't the women, the problem is him. Promise the man. Promise the person. So brother saying. Delete all them names in your phone. No. Address what's ever inside of you that made it uncomfortable for you to reach out to a person for help. Stay home, people. <laughs> and watch it. Arrowfilms.com slash stay home film. Uh, stay home on Facebook Facebook.com Slash kind of famous pod uh, What else man That's really it man I ain't gonna do too much more uh, I just wanna make sure I get y'all a new episode um, I'll probably do an interview next week um, And I know people Are not as excited About interviews Here's the thing I kinda have two shows Even though it's one show I kinda have two shows I have the main show um, That I do this Have guests It's a kick it they have a show that's like interviews because locally people want to be interviewed or talked to. And I try to have engaging conversation in those uh, instances. And um, this one could be a fiery one. I'll be honest with you. This one could be a, this one could have some, some steam on it because uh, he's a big personality locally. Um, people feel a certain way about them locally and, uh, you know, I'm the one that go for the questions and I ask them, you know, I ask the real stuff. So that is probably going to happen next week or the next episode. If not, we'll probably try to get another guest back in and just kick it, you know, talk shit. Um, but again, man, I'm on the road to hundred K for stay home. The short film, tell a friend, share it. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you, but do all that stuff. 
because I need 100K. I need Monkey Paw. I need Jordan Hill, Jordan Peele. And I want all that to happen. I'm on a road to 100K views organic. So fuck with me. Help me out. We're going to start rolling out um, some of the celebrity people who dig it. I need them to share it. That's my big thing. Like, I don't want to just say, like, he thought it was dope. I want to show that they even shared the shit. So you need to get on it. So check me out. Shout out to everybody who's been fucking with me, who stay down to the lay down. Uh, day one was this episode 128 uh, of the Kind of Famous podcast, man. We've been rocking. We've been rocking. And we're still going. we here. We're keeping it consistent. We're keeping that good talk going. And, man, oh, you know what? Uh, I just saw somebody. Who I may have on too, a sex therapist. I've been wanting to talk to a sex therapist for a really long time. So I think I'm gonna um figure out this whole Zoom thing and get the sex therapist on. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose is famous on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Arrow Films on Instagram and Twitter, kind of famous pod on Facebook. And until next time, tell your mama I said hi. Bye. So, in light of you being kind of famous, why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?